0: If you The only way to make a hot dog a sandwich would be if you separated the pieces of bread completely. Yes. So that you ripped your hot dog buns completely in half. Has that half. never happened to you? I mean, occasionally if I but really it makes am aggressive. it a aggressive, bad hot dog. Exactly. But then it slips through. Does it through make it a sandwich? Because it's round. Yeah. So how, it, do you, it, it, it <laughs> how, how do you. It goes Is that what makes eat?
1: it a sandwich? It's, it's yes. like. Next so, time and I then serve it's you a hot cause dog. Cause <laughs> it's
0: not a hot dog. You're like, oh, I don't want a sandwich. I want a hot dog.
1: The hot dog ha- is like a sub. So you think a hot dog is like a yeah, sub? It's like yeah, it's a, a sub, sub it a sandwich. When the up.
0: Yeah, a hoagie. Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better, and by the power of His Spirit, do better. So together, we can be a little better.
1: Welcome back to a little better podcast. This is where we're trying to be a little bit better by the strength of God's spirit. And today I'm joined by Noah Bixby. He's our Brighton to be campus pastor. Brighton is coming and we're all so excited about that. Um, And in the meantime, we've been hearing from him, some from stage. So we're gonna get from Noah, just like, can you just give us 60 seconds on what did you talk about this past Sunday?
0: Yeah, so good. Colossians 4 was the passage we were working through. And it's Paul, and he's in prison. He writes this letter to his brothers, and he says, pray for the gospel, that there's open doors for it, that there's opportunities to share it, um, and pray that I live wisely among outsiders and that people see me and that my words are gracious and attractive to them. And I think it's so powerful that he doesn't pray that he the doors are flung wide open on his prison, but that the gospel gets spread through his time in prison. I'm like, man, what a convicting message. And so we talked about praying, inviting, and investing in people far from god and so how do you share the gospel and what does that look like Uh, praying that god opens doors uh, opportunities exist and then that our words matter are kind of the three points that i was bringing in
1: Love that so much. I am the outreach director. So obviously yeah, anytime you you're going to
0: start talking
1: <laughs> about praying for people, investing in their lives, yeah. genuinely walking alongside people as life comes up, being there for them, remembering them in prayer, and then inviting them not just to church, but to their next steps in mm. faith. I think that's super powerful. I appreciate appreciate you throwing that in there. But also, like as we walk through the book of Colossians, we're nearing the end here. Paul has covered so many different things, and I I think you're right, the fact that his his focus is not on his own circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, God, why didn't you leave? Why did you leave me here? Mm-hmm. And I want to do all these big things for you. Why did you leave me here? Mm-hmm. His focus is is external. He's praying for other churches. Mm-hmm. He's investing in them in the only way he has available through written letters, right? Mm-hmm. And through prayer. And then he's inviting them to get out there and to go and to share the mission and kind of setting forth almost like a, a game plan. Here's, here's what this looks like. Here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how you do this.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I never, never thought about it this way, but Paul, by writing letters, he actually reached more people because he was in prison. If he had just been preaching messages to the people in his area, we would never be talking about it today. But because Paul was in prison, he wrote this letter, Colossians, which is why and what we're talking about in our churches today, which what we have talked about for the last 10 weeks is content that he wrote. when. And you and I would feel like, man, God, why am I in prison? Why, am I, why is my circumstance so hard? Why don't you just change things? Like if I was doing the right thing, I would be being blessed in a different way. But God had exactly what Paul was doing laid out for him in advance and set forward for him to do. It's crazy that God used prison to make Paul a better missionary for the gospel which yeah. is like whoa it's, you w- know, it's rain wild blowing like what happened here you know it's what I,
1: I i don't ever anticipate being in jail for the gospel <laughs> right. but i mean what, what a wild experience to be in there and then to not know mm-hmm. how much effect you were really going to have on right. the church of Christ the body of Christ for like generations
0: thousands of years we have talked yeah. about the words that he wrote yeah, but the messages he preached you know we don't have very many records of his sermons or anything like that from that day so we just we just go off his letters and it's just like man god used that in such a powerful way god could use our circumstances in ways we never thought that he could have i just love that and even he's praying pray that the gospel goes forward that i have opportunities to share the gospel which is why i'm in change it's like he's praying for more of what put him in prison like praying for more of the opportunities to share the thing that is the reason that he's in prison if i'm in prison i'm like Oh, uh, that I learned from my mistakes, yeah. you know, like, yeah. that, like I avoid but these. But I had
1: more wisdom, so I don't end up <laughs> exactly. in here. So I don't so I, end up in maybe prison. Maybe it was the wisdom that put you there, right? <laughs> right? Right. exactly. So, okay, so you told me that you actually could have preached for a whole hour.
0: Oh, easily. Because uh, you
1: had, I think, about 25, 30 minutes. So what did you cut out? What were those uh, 30 missing minutes? Don't so say all much. of the 30 minutes, because this is not that long of a podcast <laughs> for all your listeners, but like, what did you leave on the floor?
0: Oh, I love so much. Um, two good stories. One was um, a man named Mordecai Ham, and you've probably never heard of him, but he's, a, he's an evangelist in the 1930s, and he ended up sharing the gospel in a, a church in North Carolina, and a 16-year-old sandy-haired um, boy ended up coming to faith and accepting Christ. Uh, at the time, his name was Billy Franks, and we have eventually come to know him as Billy Graham. He shared the gospel with 2.2 billion people, more people estimated, that more people than anybody has ever shared the gospel with but you just don't know who you're sharing with. You don't know who's in your small group in NYM. You don't know who is accepting the gospel or coming to church when you say, hey, maybe you just wanna revisit this faith thing. What does it look like for you? What does it look like for me? And I was like, you don't know the impact that you'll have. Mordecai died and he never knew the impact that he would have on the world. Um, another story that I left on the table that I was like, man, I really love the story was um, the story of Charles Finney here in Rochester. In 1830, uh, there was a six-month revival where church attendance doubled, where 15 to 20% of Rochester accepted the gospel. And um, just like crazy. If that Cute. was today, it would be 250,000 people accepting the gospel if that was today in Gradually
1: Rochester. they all showed up at Northridge.
0: Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Brighton
1: campus would be exploding. Insane. (laughs) It would be crazy.
0: Yeah, and um, his church was actually by the Liberty Pole. It was on Union in East Main. Okay. Um, And so there's a Bank of America there today, but it was a wooden building. They moved it to East Ave, um, but it was Third Presbyterian Church. And there was a lot of infighting when he came, but they called him, and he felt like "Ah, it's really messy to go there to be a part of this infighting, like second and third Presbyterian weren't getting along. And then he came because of the mess. He felt like God was calling him here because it was messy, not in spite of it being messy. And so just a crazy story of God changing lives. And what I loved about that the most was there's a lot of debate about Charles Finney and whatever. But what I loved about it the most was they met every day to pray that the reason that the revival started Mm. was because they were doing prayer every single day. Their churches were meeting and having prayer meetings every day for lost people. And that's why, like you look at all these reasons why, oh, we share the gospel and we're successful because we have these strategies, we have these processes, we have these teams. No, prayer is the key. Like we don't change hearts and lives, God does. And so these people got on their knees and started praying and people started getting saved. And then there's a quote from a guy in the times that said, you couldn't go out on the streets without hearing a religious conversation. Like, you just couldn't walk around at Wegmans wow. without hearing a religious conversation. Like, the,
1: literally, the city was changed. The city the was city on was fire changed. with the
0: gospel. Yeah. It was just wildly different. Uh, estimated 50,000 people were, were saved in that time. That's crazy. just By, like, Ameri- American Education Society writes this. Yeah. You know, like, not, like, these, are like, secular swords. These aren't, like, you know, them pop propping themselves up like crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just talking with, uh, there's a friend of mine, Pastor Heritage. He was talking about how, how vital and important prayer is for his church community. He's, uh, the pastor of a small group of African refugees who have this their mm-hmm. own church. Um, and he was just kind of sharing like, you know, one of the things that I just think is so important is prayer. And yeah. It's like, and we just like, they don't have a building right now and they're kind of trying to mm-hmm. seek out having their own building and they're just trying to, you know, navigate some things like that as, as a congregation. But the thing Thing that's so important to him is like we have to get together to pray we if to. we're not praying like what are we doing and we yep. have to do it together um and so I, it's just so interesting like those mm-hmm. things that that move like boundaries in this spiritual battle mm-hmm. it, and it is it's prayer and it's mm-hmm. bringing god into those those moments mm-hmm. it's not just about what we say it's yep. really 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 not
0: no no and i mean what are you are going to save them into your own gospel like It's Jesus' gospel. It's who we're saving. I mean, yeah. It's just. And how many times have you, you know, you invite someone to starting point, and it's like they get a flat tire, or they get sick, or their mom gets sick. It's just like, oh, every time I try to share, invite, you're standing by the door waiting for that friend to come through the door, and they and they text you, or they don't text you, and they just never show up, and you're like, God, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But I think so much of it comes back to prayer. Like, if it's not God's will, not God's plan, not God's time, like. He is in control of when people come to Christ. And I've seen it over and over, and it might take 20 years, it might take three. But people pray, lives change. People pray and lives change. It's wild.
1: Amen. Now, okay, so sharing the gospel sometimes can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Some people feel like they're trying to sell or push their beliefs on somebody Mm. else, and they want to be respectful, right? Mm -hmm. So this is some some things that keep people from being open about their own faith stories. Mm -hmm. I think you're super uniquely gifted at just... Pushing down those barriers and just sharing, anyways. I think that's your personality. But yeah. I'm just curious if you have any stories of a time when you shared your faith and, like, when did it not go well? Mm.
0: Oh yeah. What what happened? Oh.
1: When did it? When did you share your faith and you were like, uh, uh, uh oh?
0: <laughs> yeah, I I shared the gospel um, with a guy. He's like a homeless guy one time, and he was so ticked at me. Like he was just mad at me. And I felt so bad for the guy. I was like, oh, man. And so I started talking to him about, like, Do you know Jesus? Do you know? Like, yeah. And I was, you know, um, I I'd, I'd bought something for him or whatever. And he was just swearing, cussing, like just cussing me out. And I eventually just like had to walk away. I was just like, I don't know what I did or stepped on or said, but like something set him off. And I was just like, oh, my word. This did not go how I planned. When I started this conversation, I thought that like maybe, you know, we could have a relationship where you could come to church sometime where you you know, he was yeah. just like...
1: Or just, or just even diet, just dialogue, right? Nothing. Dialogue as a... I-
0: it was bad. It was really, it went horrible. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad walking away from two Because I felt like, what did I do wrong? Or like, what did I, did I say something wrong? Did I misstep? Or like, did I trigger him somehow? Like, what was my, I don't know. And, um, and you never know like what's in their heart sometimes when you talk about it. But um, I think that my, I am extroverted and I, and I do have like some more Person, I love to find common ground with everybody that I meet and so that makes it easier for me to talk about almost anything with anybody. Yeah. Um, but introverted people, it's interesting, they don't really, what I've found, my wife's an introvert, and she's amazing at sharing the gospel. One interesting thing is that introverted people, they want to say something that matters. Like, they don't really care about the fluff. You know, like, I'll, I can make small talk forever at networking events and things and be really good at it. Paige is like, why are we networking? Why are we doing small talk? I just want to get to, like, the root of what's the truth. Like, get to the seed, the bottom line. Give me the bottom line. Yeah. And so the introverts are just asking, what is the bottom line? what's the most loving thing you can do is give someone the bottom line like of the gospel, you know? And so even if you're an introvert, I think there's room for sharing things that matter. If this matters, then just say the things that matter and cut all the crap and get right to the bottom line, you know? Like,
1: yeah, no, I, I, def- I, can definitely, um, I can definitely feel where Paige is coming from, your wife, because I, I think not all of us are just like openly sharing the gospel at the hot tub at LA Fitness, but I know that it is really important to share the gospel. And so my approach is a little different than your approach, right? <laughs> like let's be honest. But but I definitely think it's it's really important to share. And when you were talking about your story, like t- mm-hmm. saying that, you know, when you get when you're talking with people, you want to open up and let them let them and give them space to begin to share their own story, mm-hmm. whether that's just their story in general or their story about faith. Maybe even I would probably start with like Tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, Just open mm-hmm. up a door or a conversation and try to find a point where we connect and then move that toward faith by right. sharing a little bit about who I am, what God has done for me. I think that is so true that it's just the most powerful way that we can share. It's mm-hmm. personal. It's our own story. No one in our culture is going to try to change our story, but we can always share that and share the ways that God's grace has affected and changed us.
0: Yeah, when you say like this is who i was and this is who i am today and it's all because of god's grace nobody's gonna argue with that it's just like man this is this is my experience this is what god has done for me he set me free from addictions from pain from tra- captivity and i'm a different person today and i don't have to live these ways because money's not the most important thing fame isn't the most important thing you know um relationships are and when you start to explain it that way and talk about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of god being a relational and being part of your story it's like oh i can see how that's attractive and gracious so often you think of evangelism you think of like street corner preachers who are just forcing it down people's throats and like it's not gracious or attractive it's like the opposite of it's gracious telling
1: somebody what they should believe yeah. versus inviting them in to hear how god has changed your life exactly and then leaving space For God to change hearts, Mm -hmm. right? Pray. And that's that prayer piece, right? It's like, that's, you share, you have to talk, you have Mm -hmm. to share, but then leaving space for God to, Mm -hmm. to move. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. I love, there's a verse in, in 2 Corinthians that I, that I left out too, that I really liked. Um, And it says, we therefore are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. Mm. Like we are foreigners in a in a land living on mission as ambassadors for God's message. Um, and when, yeah, like when we share our story, when we open up uh, the doors for somebody, man, it's so cool to see them see God in a new way, in a new light and like, oh, it's not just a bunch of judgment and hypocrisy and hate and right. bigotry. It's a loving God who's, offering an invitation through these people to invite us into relationship with him you know just like a totally different yeah spin on it yeah and you start to think oh i'm an ambassador i get to open the door for people i get to share the gospel with people not i oh man i have to i feel guilty it's another thing i gotta do i feel at that a lot you know
1: yeah i mean i think i think that mindset thing is really important like it's, it's important the way that we approach. And and like you've talked about in the sermon and just shared about from that verse, it's all about this, essentially, this battle that we're in. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not, this isn't, uh, this is something that we're continually working toward and working against the enemy. And I, I guess I wonder, how do you stay on mission? Like we're mm-hmm. going essentially against the grain here. We are swimming upriver. Mm-hmm. How do you keep, Pushing and changing your mindset so that you're willing to see it as an opportunity? What are the, the tools, the, the things that you do mm-hmm. to keep yourself in that mindset? Mm-hmm.
0: I shared uh, the, like, prisoner of war, P-O-W, you know, yeah. prayer. Um, and pray, Prayer opens doors, opportunities exist, and your words matter. Prayer opens doors, opportunities exist, and your words matter. But um, it's kind of a funny acronym that keeps you on topic, but... I think that when you see people as valuable and when you see the value in them, then you begin to share the gospel more. You you begin to see people the way Jesus did, where it's like, oh, they don't understand yet what they, they need to hear this. This is something that will help them, that will help them grow. This will change their life. And it's like, man, and then your mindset starts to shift. But when you think of people as like a task or a project or not as a person, you begin to miss it, right? You begin to think, oh, I have to share the gospel, so this is a thing I have to do. But the mindset is, wow, this person matters to God. This heart matters to God. I'm in his ambassador in their life, and he's put me here on purpose to be their neighbor, to be their friend, to be their classmate. And I'm only here for a little while, so I have to make sure that they hear these words through me that God shares through me, you know?
1: Yeah, and and that person has to matter to you, too. Mm -hmm. Jesus loved us, and it's his love that draws us. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes if we get so focused on sharing... Yep people see right through that. I mean, oh, they yeah. know if all you want to do is say your piece and then yep. move on like that's not a, that's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not attractive and it's not really the gospel. The gospel is a life-changing event and it draws mm-hmm. you into a community or a family of faith that's right. there forever. It's not it's not like, "Okay, well, if you're not going to accept these words, then I'm going to move on until the next person." I right. think that that in long-term investment in people and mm-hmm. saying, "You know, I'm I'm here with you for the long haul because mm-hmm. I love you like like Jesus loved me. Mm. And so I think, I think mirroring that really makes a big difference in how well people receive the words that we then share.
0: Right. Yeah. Totally changes how they think what you're, why you're think they think you're talking to them. Like, why do you, why are you talking to me? Because you care about me or because you want to push something, you know, you have an agenda, you know, it's like if people know that we love them first, it's like all the difference in the world.
1: Okay. So so that P O W Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Prayer, opportunities exist, and then...
0: Your words the, matter. Your
1: words matter. Thank mm-hmm. you. So POW, when do you say that to yourself? Like, is mm-hmm. that something that you pray in the morning, like for opportunities, or is that something you're kind of coaching yourself with right before you go to talk to somebody? Well, how do you mm-hmm. use that acronym for yourself?
0: Yeah, I love... Um if you don't, if you're not looking for those opportunities or praying for those opportunities, that you just won't see them. Uh, you know, that's what I found at least for my, I, like I'll walk into a space and if I'm not praying for people far from God or praying for opportunities to share the gospel, I won't see them. I'll walk past those doors. And maybe, I don't know if you've ever been there where God, I've had it where God, I felt like God says, you need to go talk to this person. And then I'm like, uh, and I've, there've been times I've not done it where I've not gone over to that person and said anything. And I feel, I feel horrible afterwards. Like, oh man, I don't know if yeah. you've ever been there where God no, I calls have. you.
1: I, or, or I've done it half-heartedly. Yep. I've like snuck over and said yeah, hi. <laughs> and then like, you know, <laughs> like I'm so saying. nervous. I can barely have this conversation. And I, and there's no reason to be nervous because mm-hmm. the gospel matters to me. It's mm-hmm. important. And I can share about it openly because it's something that is core to my life. It's not mm-hmm. something I need to to hide or keep mm-hmm. secret, you know. But but in those moments, my introverted part of myself says, Whoa, mm-hmm. I don't know and like, and I do, I understand oh. the the, the tension there, but I have to be open to put my own preferences down when mm-hmm. it comes to God specifically through His Spirit leading me to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like when God calls, mm-hmm. I need to answer.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's where I use it. You know, prayer opens doors, opportunities exist, yeah. and I, my words matter. And so it's in those moments where I start to feel like, I think I should say something to this person about faith, but. Ah, i'm nervous i'm scared i can't i don't know if i can do this you know like and then you start to pray okay prayer opens the doors opportunities exist i've got my i gotta make my words count today you know um and th- so that's where i think i've used it a lot in my life is when you walk in or you, you think about a person's name or someone flashes across your mind or they say something to you that you're kind of like Uh, that might be an opportunity. You know, I think that's Mm -hmm. where I remind myself that of the truth of God's word in those settings, in those moments has helped me a lot in making the most of every opportunity rather than letting things slip by. Um, That word kairos that I talked about, you know, the Greek word is just like a train that's shooting by for a second you could either jump on or you get off you know it's like this moving target of like opportunities that are just flashing by us every day and if you're thinking about those things prayers opportunities and words then you start to recognize the opportunities recognize those seize those opportunities more more frequently in my life anyways i have
1: but. yeah and i and i also think sometimes we We think we have to sit down and say everything all at once. Mm -hmm. And that's just...
0: Let me do the bridge illustration. Yeah, let me do the Roman's road. You know, (laughs) and it's like, maybe
1: someone's just not ready for all Mm -hmm. of that. They just need to know that God loves them. And Mm -hmm. that's a good takeaway for today. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they need to know that you're praying for them. Or Mm -hmm. that that faith is important to you. And like, I wonder what you believe. Mm -hmm. And just leave them with a question. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a provision of all of the content of the Christian faith over the last 2,000 years years all in one moment people are not always ready for that no there's times when they are Mm -hmm. and those are beautiful moments but i think for a lot of the time we have to be ready to meet people where they're at Mm -hmm. and to just spend a moment thinking if i were them what would i need to hear how would i feel and then sometimes for me it's it's a text it's sending um uh, like a message that was meaningful to me. I think mm-hmm. I use that sometimes with just sometimes when it's somebody that um, isn't necessarily open to conversations. Yeah, like, you know, I can always send a text. So I can send a song. Like mm-hmm. I think that those are really um, just helpful ways to keep the conversation open. Mm-hmm. Like this is something we can still talk about, even if I'm not going to bring it up face to face. Just to kind of keep that conversation rolling. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love that. I shared I share the gospel the other week in the hot tub and this guy he i said do you think do you think i'm crazy like do you think that like what i'm saying to you like i'm saying like relationships matter more than money more than like he has a, he bought a house and i've been talking to him for a little while and um he's like i don't think you're crazy but i think you're convicted and he was like but i but i don't i don't believe what you believe he's like that's the problem you have convictions that i don't and he and so just like those kind of discussions you get into talking about those kinds of things and he was really thinking about it and like you know, I don't... I mean, you're not absolutely wild. You're not bonkering up the wall. Like, I know you. You're Like, I know you're a person who, right. who like, lives a normal life. But I also think you have different convictions than I do. And so it's just an interesting talk with him. And then another guy, he's sitting next to me. Um, his name is Craig. And he said, well... Something works for you, like you work. Money works for you, but you know, for you, this guy, Christianity works, and Christ works for him. You know, so like it, it might be, it might be different things for everybody. You know, and I was kind of like, okay, so you know, like people are thinking, then he's thinking, and then it kind of gets this like discussion of faith going, and you're kind of looking for those opportunities. Like, man, God, you know, and so then I was like, Craig, why do you think that? You know, and you like start to dig down dig, into, like, yeah, okay. just
1: dig a little bit, yeah, a and little start bit, start to deeper. talk about it,
0: and he's like, well, you know, and so you start to and. um they, obviously, they don't, they don't believe the Bible. They won't believe the Bible right away. And there's no way. But eventually, if you pray long enough, you invest in them and you invite them. Like, I've seen life change. God can move. Crazy. God yeah. can move.
1: Yeah. And I, I just want to put in a plug for starting point. Oh, yeah. I think that's just the best environment to open up those discussions and a safe space to like, for people to say, you know what? I do struggle with. X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. These are the things that have kept me from saying, I'm all in for God. Jesus is the leader of my life, the forgiver of my sins. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say that when I'm holding on to these doubts. Mm-hmm. And I think that starting point is just a great environment to open up some of those conversations. Maybe mm-hmm. you've been sharing your faith with someone and you're thinking about them as we're talking and yeah. wondering, you know, I, I feel like I've come to the end of what I can offer and I want to keep this going. Starting point maybe would be a good next Perfect step next for that mm-hmm. for that person. Yeah. I
0: love that. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think starting points change so many lives. We're having a baptism the opening week of Brighton out of starting point, right? Like awesome. it's coming from starting point and uh, you saw baptism last, last week, week from yeah, starting last point. Week. So yeah. it's like these Brando. stories are so like they're happening in our church and they're real these are real people these are life transformed these are addictions and chains falling off people's hearts and lives and it's like starting point does make a difference and it's so easy to feel like you're not equipped or you're not ready if you just invite them in I'll just sit with them listen to them and talk with them have a snack with them it's really laid back it's super chill um, it's open dialogue and there's any question is good question it's so good to get people talking about the Bible and oh I didn't think about that or what about this it's yeah. like, so key to get them thinking you <laughs> I love it.
1: Noah, thanks so much for for joining us. I mean, your perspectives on evangelism from the hot tub (laughs) to like, I mean, you've got a wild approach, but man, I really appreciate your heart for the gospel. It always looks a little bit different, but God calls all of us to share how Mm -hmm. he's changed our lives and then to share you know, with others who he is. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we get to do. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that. That's something that we get to do. Mm -hmm. So for all of our viewers, uh, thanks for being here and just come on back next week We're going to continue our uh, summer trek through Colossians.
0: Peace.